match day two is done, and that means your non-pundits are back at it. Your non-analysts are back at it, chatting all things World Cup here on the World Cup Day. I'm Boris, and today it is just two of us, as I am joined by Paul York. How's it going, man? Bonjour! No, I'm sorry, Matt. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. That will never happen again, ever. It might. I don't know. Might take the piss. No, I'm good. I'm good. It's been a good day in the world of football. Yes. And a terrible day in the world of football in bits. But overall, it's been good. It's I'm been... in a happy mood. Yeah, good, good. It's been an interesting day, that's for sure. Really depends where you were watching the game, what team you were supporting. Uh, but we had, you know, even in victory, even in draws, some would say they feel defeated. We'll, we'll talk about that in a little bit. Um, but let's chat some news before we get to stuff. Um, ticketing problems. There seems to be a lot of ticketing problems with the e-tickets that are being issued for this year's World Cup. Surprise, surprise, surprise. Problems. Exactly. That's, I think that's the least of their issues right now. I just wanted to point out that on top of everything else that's going on, they're having issues with fans even getting into the stadium. Uh, wonder if they're going to use that as the excuse for the reason why a lot of their, sta- their stadiums have been uh, noticeably empty for game time. Would not surprise me in the light, slightest, but this isn't the first issue with tickets that I've I've heard with. Um, uh, apparently, there were, there were the fans that won a fan contest from the Qatari FA, like fans from all the way out in this global contest. They, they come over to to Qatar as um, fan spokespeople, so to speak, fan influencers. Let's say they yep. Qatari paid them to come over. Um, they tweet all the good stuff about Qatar and how it's going and all that lot and in return they'd let them stay in the fan village they would give these people food and food and drink uh, allowance etc etc and literally the day before it all started they've taken away that food and drink allowance and stuff like that saying oh it, it was only a, a possible thing not a definite thing yep so yep. Yeah, it, it does. None of this surprises me. None of this surprises me at this point. Uh, but I think the biggest news of the day is the armband controversy. Uh, the rainbow wearing just just wearing rainbows anywhere. Seeing a lot of reports of people, supporters, fans, journalists being detained, uh, not being allowed into the stadium because they are wearing something with a rainbow. Uh, U.S. journalists, even U.S. journalists, Grant Wall. He used to work at Sports Illustrated. He's well-known in the U.S. analyst world uh, for for footy um, and and specifically MLS. Uh, He said that he was briefly detained when he tried to enter a World Cup stadium while wearing a rainbow shirt in support of the LGBTQ plus community. Um, So... this is his. This is his tweet directly. What happened when Qatar World Cup security detained me for 25 minutes for wearing a T-shirt supporting LGBTQ rights? Forcibly took my phone and angrily demanded that I remove my T-shirt to enter the stadium. I refused. He has a story at Grant Wall. That's his uh, Twitter handle at G R A N T W A. HL, all one word, Grant Wall. Uh, so that's that. Seeing a lot of reports of that. Um, 
teams. It pisses me. This, but, this, this whole issue, especially with the right. I'll, I'll, I'll mention the captains, if you don't mind. Yeah, I was literally going to bring that up right now, so you can chat it's, about it's, that. It's infuriating because obviously we had um, Gareth Bale and Hurricane. Plus, I think it was like nine other captains at the World Cup. I don't know which ones, but I know those two specifically were going to wear the one love uh, armband. And FIFA have come out and said, if you are wearing those armbands, you will get a booking. Now, originally, our FA and the Welsh FA were willing to pay a fine if they were to be fined, which is fine. I understand that. That's showing solidarity. Like, yeah, we'll wear it. Fine us, that's fine. Don't worry about it. But the fact that they were willing to book the captain just for wearing an armband is ridiculous. It's yep. it, There's nothing... It's Obviously, they're wearing the FIFA-approved armbands, which that's, I think they're doing it a different a different band for every round. What? I think there's one... All, all I think it's no... All-inclusive... Um, homeless children and something else. It's all different charities. Yep. What's what to me? What's insane is the fact that you know these are FIFA approved armbands. Okay, yes. Some may say the argument that you're in Qatar, you have to follow the rules. But Qatar wasn't forced to host this. These are FIFA rules. You know, at the end of the day, right? And what's getting to me the most is this: the fact that. Not only does FIFA continue to back Qatar up no matter what, not only does FIFA continue to make everyone else seem gaslighting the rest of the world, making us seem insane, but what gets to me the most is that they are literally rewriting rules, writing rules, and handing out um, uh, uh, you know, um, judgment before anything even happens. The fact that they can easily say, well, if you wear it, you're going to get yellow cards. Show me in the rule book that you can do that. Do you know what I would do if I was Gareth Southgate? I would name a new captain every week, every game. I'd say, oh, he's captain this week. Yep, exactly. He's captain. That's exactly <laughs> like every, every member of the team a captain. So the yellow cards get shared off. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly it. That is exactly it. Um, we talked about the, the stadium entry issues. Uh, there seems to be a lot of issues in regards to just long lineups and, and stuff like that, which, again, comes natural for any um, event, but I can only imagine what's going on there. Haven't I've only sent some text messages to some friends that are over there. I'm hoping to get more news, especially now that they've attended the U.S.-Wales game. So I'm hoping to get like a first-hand account um, of, of how all of that went how security was, how everything was in the stadium. Uh, but I know, like, very randomly, like, many people that went to that game. Um, so that was that. All right. One of the things that I wanted to bring up seems to be a ongoing theme, like I talked about yesterday, and that is V-A-R. Paul, you said uh. you wanted to rant. The floor is yours. <laughs> oh, God. The refereeing in that first game, and, right? England, Iran was game for good and bad reasons. Namely, the bad reason is namely VAR. Well, refereeing, the ref, the officiating was terrible. How can right? It pisses me. Right, I don't give a shit that we were six one up. Fair enough, we were six one up. Don't really matter the fact that they gave that shout 
right at the, right at the very end. Uh, Harry Kane, uh, Harry Maguire, sorry, got rugby tackled to the ground in the penalty spot, and the referee did nothing. 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 I don't mind light touch. It's light shirt pull. Fair enough, right? But if you're going to officiate, officiate properly. Be fair. Yep. This is me off when you when it was not to see the run you had to do to get to that TV as well. Yep. Oh, that was. That's awkward as fuck, right? Like, it's such a long run that he has to do. Kills more time, especially in a game where you've already killed, you know, you've already added 25 minutes total to the game. <laughs> oh, don't get me started as well around the medical team. How stupid are they? I know. We'll talk about that in a well, second. Like, yeah. yeah. That was a whole other issue, and that leads to the whole other conversation about concussion protocols they're like fifa in in a sport like soccer as well like for the sport like football fifa is just 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 blunder after blunder fifa is looking like absolute clowns and i am here for it but the issue is the more fifa looks like clowns have you noticed the more they look like clowns the harder they're being the more asshole they're being you're like no we're not a clown you're a clown yeah Uh, you're clowns no you're a clown Exactly. It's just right now. It's just ridiculous. All right, let's get to the games. We started talking about them. Let's get to the games. First game of the day: England versus Iran. Right in the fourth minute, Maguire goes down, exclaiming, yelling, "He needs a penalty!" Um, England, you know, VAR was not interested at all. Uh, corner uh, uh, a ref said. Just kind of just fell. He just kind of like fell after contact with Chesney. So that was that. That was in the fourth minute. Um, The next little bit, it was all England. It was 100% England. It was crazy. Should also be noted that the during the anthems, the uh, English team went on one knee. The Iran team did not sing their anthem at all for ongoing issues happening at home. Um, And apparently, from one of my friends. An Iran supporter who lives here in Toronto, um, he posted a video and kind of like a quick story saying that uh, there were a lot of boos happening during the Iran national anthem and protest banners were going up. Uh, so that was that. Oh, Phil's here. Oh, look at hey, that. Phil. Phil. Probably getting everything ready. All right. So, I'm just hearing a lot of feedback at this point. Um, yeah, so the goalkeeper. So, this happened early in the game. Oh, it was funny. About 15 minutes in. Long ass I know, I know a lot. Iran goalkeeper uh, Bayran Van says he can no longer take part in the game. Backup keeper uh, Hosseini was preparing to come on, but uh, on. Bayran Van stayed on lines. Can we just say what happened to the keeper first? Of course, of course. I think it was a cross into the box, and the keeper went and punched the ball, and then got headbutted by his own player. Yep, a member of his own team, and it was beautiful because it was the closest thing to homosexuality that you can get into in Qatar without getting arrested. Because <laughs> yeah. their faces touched, their lips touched, their noses touched. Their foreheads touched. 
the goalkeeper's nose looked disgusting once it had finished. Once it got up, I was like, I can't remember if that was like that before, but his nose was manky. Yeah, he he looked in rough shape. I don't know what the medical he, staff he was down, saw he, and allowed him to continue. He was on the floor for a while. Yep. And then sidelines, the substitute keeper was like, right, I'm getting ready to come on. They're all saying, right, he's coming on. And next thing you know, like, I oh, know they're saying he can, he can continue. So he puts a clean jersey on. Because obviously there's been blood all over it. Put the ball back into play. Two minutes later, he, he, he calls for a substitution because he can't continue. He's back on the floor again. Yep. Yep. And it's, it's just like that. And then obviously at the end of that half, 14 minutes of extra time, injury time was added. And I think I have never ever seen anything above six. No, the, the good old Ferguson six is what I'm used to, right? I have never seen mm-hmm. so much. Maybe 10 minutes, maybe 10 minutes here in CONCACAF. But maybe. 14 minutes was absolutely ludicrous. Now, here's the other thing. How, how, how many times have you watched the match, regardless of where in the world it is, when there's an injured player and the player is obviously injured, does the ref not just say, okay, forcing the change, right? Like that, that To me, that was the craziest part. The, the fact that they just let him lay there for God knows how long. If I was the referee, I would have made him go off the pitch and say, look, you're going. Yep. So literally. Hey, Phil. Hey, Phil. Hey, hey, Yorkie. Sorry, guys. I had technical uh, difficulties. Yep. Just wanted to say congratulations, Yorkie. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Your lads you did very... well today. <laughs> and good call on the whales, too. You're winning me over with that. <laughs> I'm the one who said the tie, but sure. Um, oh well, you're you're bang on though. So, go, so congrats on that. But Yorkie was the one that sold me on Wales. Yep. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, four minutes later, we're just to- we're just we're just talking about the um, Iran keeper. Yep. Uh, situation. Four minutes later, and- Iran keeper says and signals he cannot move on. He is done. Uh, the backup keeper Hosseini comes on it's still zero zero england is still pressing england is still dominating uh throughout the entire game until the 35th minute england finally gets an in via bellingham nice little goal i'm sure that yorkie and a lot of my english friends breathe a sigh of relief at that point because it really looked like it was a case of them just pushing 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 i think at one point they had 80 something percent possession um, and the fact that they couldn't put it behind the net well, must have been super frustrating for everyone, but it took 35 minutes for this to happen. I'm so glad when it happened, and I'm so so pleased for Jude Bellingham's first first international competition goal. Yep. I know he scored a goal before me. His first competition goal for England. I'm so happy for him. I mean, he's only 19, but he's, he's a superstar. He's already captured in Dortmund. Yep. At 19. That's insane. Yep. Um, exactly. Beautiful header. I mean, Maguire almost scored a beautiful header like two minutes before and they hit the corner first, which I was gutted. Because Maguire's had a lot of stick coming into uh, the World Cup. Oh, yeah. Because obviously he got, he got dropped by Manchester United. Um. And we obviously over, over, over here, all the talk's been, is he... Is he going to start or is he going to be on the bench? We don't know what's happening. Obviously, Gareth Southgate has put his faith in him and Maguire. And I, I do believe until he was taken off, 
injured, he was the best player in that team up until yep. that point. Yep. I mean, to be fair, there's a, there's, a, there's, a, there's, a, there's a couple of people that you could call man of the match for that at, at that time. Um, but Maguire was, was proving all his doubt was wrong. Yeah, he for sure was. He's out there to prove something, right? He's out there to prove something for sure. All right, 43rd minute. England gets a tackle on Saka. Gets it from a beautiful corner. Uh, Iran saying Maguire handed the ball. No VAR to check. Uh, 45th minute. 3-0 for England. Bellingham again scored. Uh, he slides into Kane no, before the captain they finds Sterling. In the... Sorry? Uh, Bellingham only scored once. Yeah, sorry. No, sorry. My notes were wrong. Here he's uh, Bellingham was, was was pushing. He slid to Kane. Captain finds Sterling in the box. Uh, Sterling calmly finishes that. We get to 14 minutes of uh, added time. You know, things are still going there. Everything is all good, essentially, at least for England. Keep going in the game. 62nd minute, 4 nothing for England. Uh, Saka gets his second of the game at this point. 65th minute, uh, Iran scores their first goal. Terami scores a really nice-looking goal at that point. I really like that goal. Um, it was a lucky goal. <laughs> 71st minute. England scored again. Rashford scored seconds. I think 19 seconds after coming on. He had uh, three touches of the ball and scored. Yep. That was yep. A, he scored with the third touch of, of the of his in the game. That, yeah, talk was, about immediate impact. I know, right? It was it was just boom and boom. Absolutely crazy at that point. It was like that until the 90th minute when England scored. Graylish. If he can play like this. For United, they would not be having a lot of the issues that they're having, but he made it 6-1. to one. That wasn't all of the scoring because another 10 minutes were added after this uh, second half, and oh. Iran was able to get a second goal, uh, which can I, can was I just called. Correct, can I, just, I do apologize. I need to correct you because to people here, people in England hear what you just said. They'll, 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 they'll hurt you. Jack Grealish <laughs> plays for Man. Jack Grealish plays for Man, Man City, not Man United. Man City, yes. I don't know why I said City. Uh, sorry, Man United. I think I was just thinking of Dennis. Uh, <laughs> I was thinking of Maguire. That's Rash, what I was Rash, thinking. Rash, Rashford plays for Man United. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Rashford. Yeah. Um, you see, this is the issue when you're trying to take notes and everything all at once. <laughs> don't worry, man. It's all yeah. good. So then the, it was 6-1 to one up until the 90th plus minute where we saw VAR being used yet again. Phil. Should've we already talked one. about that at length, but what were your thoughts on that whole VAR usage and the awkward run for the referee to even check the VAR? Uh, it's 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 not well implemented. You know, it's, FIFA's tried this and it's not well implemented. It's it's not functioning the way it should be functioning, in my opinion. I just find that it slows the game down and, yeah, it's convoluted and it's messy and it shouldn't be that way. It should be... I don't know. I, you watch a lot of MLSs. I do. It's almost like I know we have pauses in the games in MLS because of VAR, but it almost feels better implemented just because of the structures that they have around how they do it. You know what I mean? Yep. It's it's there's there's an actual structure and flow about what you can contact the ref about, 
what the ref can contact VAR about. You know what I mean? Like there's just, and if they don't do it, they allow for that to be part of the judgment call. Like, okay, the referee made a call and he's sticking to it. You know, sometimes they go, oh, clear and obvious. He goes and looks at it and goes, no, I'm I'm sticking with my call. You know, and, and, and this last stuff, obviously. Yeah, but it's just the time. I don't know. Maybe it's because it's on the world stage that this just feels more um, uh, labored. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Anyways, Iran gets the second goal. 6-2 final. That was the score. All right, let's move on to the second game of the day, which was the Netherlands versus Senegal. Uh, I believe a lot of Dutch listeners, Dutch supporters, Dutch fans uh, were sweating a little bit. But, you know, again, we talked about this. Senegal is a much better team than, you know, than they are on paper. Uh, I think that, uh, you know, it was a fairly even contest for the most part. Um, I think that even the earlier parts of the match, Senegal was actually, in my opinion, playing better than 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 the Netherlands, and the Netherlands were playing a little rough. They were playing a little tough uh, in that first little bit, uh, but it was zero zero. It was a zero zero affair basically until the eighty fourth minute, uh, when Cody Gakpo heads in the Jong's cross, and the Netherlands have finally, finally scored in this World Cup to make it one nothing. Only took eighty four minutes. And it stayed like that essentially until the 98th minute when the Netherlands scored the second one. Mendy Perry's um, uh, got a weak shot. Davy Klassen is on hand. He got the rebound. Horrible, horrible goalkeeper by Chelsea's goalkeeper right there to make it 2-0 <laughs> for Netherlands. That was that. Overall, icky game. Not the best game, uh, but a, a win is a win is a win. Two goals are two goals, and that's all the Netherlands cares about. But I think the overall sentiment from the Netherlands, this is coming from their camp, is that they need to do better. And they probably will do, especially against Qatar. Yes. Yeah, they, they just need to get rolling, right? They came out rusty. And like we were talking about, Senegal, man. But it's like England, we came out rusty today. So Yeah. We, I went we, down... I went down downstairs to grab something to eat. I came up and it was three nothing, and I'm like, "What game was I watching?" The hell, were you making? That, that a... took that long to eat. To... <laughs> well, those three goals were so quick, right? I'm like, "Okay, this game is dragging." I'm hoping England do it, and then it was the same thing with Netherlands watching them, and then I'm just like, "This is ugly. This yep. is Senegal are showing up. They're not getting a lot of the shots on goal, but they're pressuring. They are really like they're legging it out." Yep. It just makes right. you wonder. It makes you wonder if um, how different that game would have been if Mane was available. Yeah. I, honestly, I think especially in that first quarter of the game, the first fifteen, the first twenty-five, let's say, I believe Senegal would have gotten at least one goal, at least one goal, because they were pressing. Netherlands was like I said, like I mentioned, they were playing tough. They were playing a little cheap. Um, I honestly think that Netherlands would have lost if you know. If if both teams were were, were at a hundred percent, yeah, and De Jong can only play like half an hour, right? Because of an injury or some some issue going on. If I overheard correctly, the announcers, so they had to use him sparingly, and thankfully it paid off. You know, with that with that cross. But man, like it's it's they they're not really firing bullets when they don't have them in there. That's for sure. They don't have the service and the the threat. That you'd think they they'd be having at this point. 
oh, oh. quality side, but eh. so that was still early days. So we got the rest of the exactly. rest of the, rest of the group yeah tune up game. Tune-up game in tournament. All right, let's talk about the last match of the day, the USA versus Wales. This, in my opinion, was a tale of two matches. Um, USA really two dominated. The f- you could say a tale of two halves. Yeah, that, yeah. that's yeah. That that's what I was that was actually going for. It was a tale of two halves. The U.S. really dominated that first half. 35, 35th minute in, Timothy Wea scored after um, getting the ball from Christian Pulisic. Christian Pulisic decided to show up today. Uh, Timothy Weah got the goal 35 minutes in, uh, giving the U.S. a 1-0 lead. And it essentially stayed like that for most of the game. Um, But the second half really saw things completely flip, the narrative flip, and Wales essentially dominated the U.S. If it wasn't for defense and luck, you know, this would have been a totally different game. Yorkie, what do you think? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that was a response of all time. Um, right <laughs> Bearing in mind, I haven't seen the game yet. Yeah. Ah. I have read, I have read, but I've, I've had a long day. Phil, I'll tell you about it later. Um, yeah, I have read it was a game of two halves, and the penalty was, look, I haven't seen it. Obviously, it was clear um, as day. It was clear as day that it was going to be a penalty okay, right, right in the 80th meeting. Definitely a penalty. But I did read. I, I was reading. reading the commentary on on my phone, and someone. I think someone said that uh, they think Wales could go on to win it after after build that belief and scored that penalty in the 88th minute. And I'm like, well, you only got a couple of minutes to do it. Um, but I hope you can. It looked like they were going to, honestly. Uh, Reem goes in hard on Bale, and it's a super easy decision. Bale calmly puts it in to make it one-to-one against the U.S. That's how it stayed until the end of the game, full-time. USA won, Wales won, game of two halves. Fair result. Fair, fair result, yeah. I'd say, though. I, I, oh, yeah. I, I, I will, right, I would say a fair result. America had got... Nope, you're you're breaking up. You're breaking up. Your audio's all. I'll, I'll say this. I'll say this about the game. I watched that one too, and it was very entertaining. I liked. I liked the pressure by the states. They have absolutely no like. You know, they they don't have any football respect. They're all hustle, and they looked way better than I thought they would. They looked pretty organized. They had a lot of pressure on. Uh, uh, Wales and Wales was really struggling in that first half and you could see the relief on the coach's face when he's like okay guys we're going to get in the room we're going to talk about how we can counter this and we're going to collectively come out with a new game plan for the second half because we're only down by one and then you could see Wales were stirring it was entertaining that extra time was actually one of the better extra times that I've seen in a while you know, nine minutes, long extra time, and it was frantic. And Wales were playing the counter beautifully and working really hard to poach that goal. But they were also parking the bus and keeping the states to taking easy shots that their keeper was just punching out. So overall, I, I think that that so far for me was one of the better games just because of the, the it's 
proof, further proof that you can have an exciting game at 1 1. So, Which, if, if I'm hearing this right, you got, there was nine minutes of injury time. Yes. Minutes of injury time was in the Holland, in the Netherlands Senegal game. Oh, I already closed my notes. Don't remember. There was a there is a fair amount. There, there was, was a fair, a fair amount. amount. I think injury I think time is going to be a conversation. A and then there was only what five minutes of injury time in the England era. Yeah. <laughs> no, sorry, 20, 25 25 Yeah, that's first time I've heard of double figures of injury time in both halves. Yeah. Well, watch yeah. MLS a little more. Under- but I didn't understand the injury time in the second half. I don't think Harry took that long to come he off. He didn't. He didn't. Who knows what it was? What pissed me What pissed me off was the fact that he came off and didn't let him have an impact up straight away. Yeah. The guy was ready to come on. And yeah. They didn't let me. Anyway. Honestly, the officiating has been very MLS. Everything that you're you're bringing up and have a grief with is something that Phil and I watch on a daily or on a weekly basis here in the MLS. Yeah. You know, it's so funny whether it be the VAR calls, whether it be um, allowing the player back into the field after an injury. It's just so. It's this is all the shit that we see in the MLS. All right, let us talk about tomorrow's games before we go. First day uh, with four games. First game of the day: Argentina versus Saudi Arabia. By how many goals will Argentina win should be the question. 4-0. That's going to be, if they're rusty, they're going to start going in that game. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, Exactly. Denmark-Tunisia is the second game. 3-1, Denmark. Yeah, I'll, I'll roll with that, too. Yep, same here. At least, at least, right? I, I can see Tunisia going to get least. at least uh, one I'm goal. Not... Denmark, sky's the limit. Here's, in my opinion, going to be a very interesting game for many reasons, um, just in terms of uh, you know pressure, in terms of fixtures, in terms of positions, uh, in the standings, and that is Mexico versus Poland. Mm. That's a good one. I'm going to go with a one-all draw. I'm going to go with a draw. Yeah, I'll say 2-2. There we go. We're all saying draw for that one. The main event, France versus the Socceroos, Australia. 5-0, France. (laughs) Oh, zero respect to Australia. Zero respect to the the former colony. I'll go 3-1, France. I think the Socceroos got a little bit of little bit of kick in their in their in their pouch. <laughs> yep. So that's where we're at. All right, gents. So that is Tuesday or that is Monday. We are looking on to Tuesday, match day three. Really looking forward to that one. Uh, but really looking forward to tomorrow's show because we finally get to talk some Canada when we're previewing the next day's games. Phil, Paul, thank you so much for joining. Paul, get your damn rest. Um, this seems like it's been a super long day for you on behalf of Phil and Paul thank you for listening and remember stay tranquilo Take myself,